Good morning, everyone. Today we find ourselves in Genesis 32, and we have Jacob leaving Laban, but now having to go back. That's his father-in-law, who he's at odds with. And now going back to where Esau was, who he initially fleed to go to Laban. And yeah, he's feeling uh, like probably he can't find a safe place to be right now. And with the trouble that he has with Laban, Jacob's very concerned about going back to Esau and, and just having more trouble and basically having enemies on both sides of him. So on his way back to Esau, he prepares to send gifts of cattle and, and lots of it ahead to Esau to show respect to Esau and to, to again, not have enemies on, on both sides. And I guess that was, you know, strategic, um, made some sense what he was doing. And, you know, I think it also shows that, you know, in the end, if you don't, if you're not alive, you know, what good can you do? And at that point he had possessions and he's like, you know what, I, I'm willing to give up possessions. I just don't want, you know, I just don't want more war with my family. So he was very generous in what he sent ahead to Esau. Um, I do think it shows something good in the sense that he is not focused on possessions. Um, we also see something good in Jacob here, beginning in verse 9 of 32. I'm just going to read it. Um, o, o God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, and he knows the covenant that's upon him, the blessing that's upon him, the Abrahamic one. Uh, and he said, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your relatives, and I will prosper you. Uh, and he just got that word when he was with Laban that he should go back and that God was going to bless Jacob. But now he's concerned that, uh, you know, about Esau. I am, I am unworthy. I love what he says here. I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and of all the faithfulness which you have shown to your servant. For with my staff only I crossed this Jordan and now have become two companies. He actually divided up his family because he's worried that Esau might kill him off and by dividing it up, maybe part of them would be spared. You can see he had real fear about this. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he will come and attack me and the mothers with the children. And he's reminding God of the promise of God. For you said, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea which is too great to be numbered. So he's, uh, you know, I guess he could have trusted God better, huh? He could have, um, you know, if God called him to go back, he could have trusted that it went well. Maybe he wouldn't have had to give up his possessions. So, you know, there's both uh, faith and maybe lack thereof in Jacob here. But I think in quieting your heart and praying for God's help is a good thing and realizing that he is unworthy of all the loving kindness of this blessing that's upon been upon him and his family. So overall, I'd say, you know what, Jacob uh, is doing something good here. So he sends those gifts back to Esau, and then uh, Jacob had a, a really interesting experience. Now, his name, Jacob, has been known as one who deceives or deceiver. And as we know, there's been a lot of deception in him and his family. 
uh, even not dealing with Levon directly and kind of running out of town. Um, now there's reasons, as we've discussed in previous sessions, why he would do that, but yet he still had a problem with deception. But God is beginning to change him, and he has an episode where he's out for the night, and an angel of God, and we don't really necessarily know who it is. Some think it's pre-incarnate Jesus, it's God himself, it's an angel of God, but he wrestles with Jacob. And uh, Jacob says, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. So this is when he gets a new name to no longer be the deceiver, but to be Israel. And this is where the family or nation of Israel comes from. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And the story his here is that Israel is to strive with God or to wrestle with God or to struggle with God, but yet in the end to prevail. That's what Israel means. And isn't it interesting? Just we see this, we see in the life of Jacob, really the life of Israel. He's got enemies on both sides, right? He's concerned about Laban. He's to the uh, I guess, north and east. He's concerned about going home to Esau, that there will be war there. And Israel struggles with God or wrestles with God. But in the end, God is going to still bless Israel because his blessing is upon this family. And, you know, we see Israel struggling with God now. And part of the struggle is not recognizing the Messiah, Jesus. But an appropriate name for Jacob, an appropriate name for the country to struggle or wrestle with God and Lord willing to ultimately prevail. So this is how Israel got their name. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jacob's name gets changed to Israel. So with that, struggle with God and that that, that significant episode of experiencing this intimacy wrestling match with God and getting a new name. He's now about to meet Esau and uh, God's going to bring some reconciliation between Jacob and Esau. And we'll see that in chapter 33. I guess what could we learn from this chapter? We could learn that Jacob prayed and we could learn also that you know, no matter what your past is, and Jacob's had a checkered past, God can do a work. And, you know, he did this all throughout the New Testament, too. Um, you know, Peter got the name Rock. Um, and I think sometimes when we become transformed through Jesus, we get like a new identity in Him. And He can take what our past was and move us past our past and give us a new future and a new identity in, in Him. And indeed, we, we have that name change. And, and I think it's a symbol of, of a change in, in Jacob and in the relationship that he's going to have with God. And... uh May we have that kind of positive transformation in our own lives. Um, 
I've thought about, you know, what were the characteristics of your life before you met Jesus and what, how has he changed you? And uh, be interesting to think about if he could give you a new name, what would be the name that he would give you? Well, you know, maybe before it was either lost or doubt or worry or sinful in some way. And what would be the symbol of the new you that God is making you to be? Maybe strong, courageous, faith-filled, holy. Um, God can literally do a, a transforming work in people. And uh, praise God that he had not given up on Jacob and he's going to follow through on blessing Jacob's family. And God will be with us in the end too. God bless you all.